Welcome to the 31 Oils Podcast. I'm Jen O'Sullivan. This is a place for free, fast-paced, and focused learning to boost your personal wellness journey. When you know better, you do better. When you do better, you will be better. Are you ready to put some work in today? Let's dive into today's topic. Hey guys, alright, so we're going to get into today's podcast and help you guys understand a little bit more about farming practices and how it all works. It's super exciting for me because I feel like when you really understand the farming practices that go into essential oil, like growth... (laughs) all the way through to distillation and bottling, you get a better appreciation for purity, for the control of that of the plant, meaning not the plant as far as the actual um, botanical, but the actual plant that distills the plants, right? So, So part of the interesting thing for me is when you start to understand there's two ways of of, that companies will look at farming practices and the places where they obtain their essential oils. Now, Young Living has, we're the only essential oil company that has literally the most land. We have the most land that we own and we actually farm and operate from everything. Like we control everything. We also have a ton of partner farms and farms that we, we buy oils from. Uh, the, the difference is the amount of tests that we do and how very stringent we are with those tests. So we still do use, um, farms that we don't own. We can't physically possibly ever be able to supply the millions of essential oil users for Young Living with oils from just our own farms. That would be impossible. Things would be out of stock all the time. But the difference is, is in the way not only we run our own farms, but how we require the farms we buy our oils from to run their farms, right? Now, that seems a little crazy, you would think, where if, you know, I run a business, let's say I run a farm and somebody who buys from me comes in and says, you need to do this, this and this, I'd be like, it's my farm, I'm going to run it the way I do. Well, the difference is Young Living says, fine, you can do that, but we'll buy from someone else. Now, the rule of thumb with business is never have one company be like 50% of your income. The, the, the challenge is, is that Young Living is the largest supplier of essential oils in the entire world. And so we have to be able to somehow um, control that. Uh, and we're not going to take less than our standard of oils. So we often go in and spend millions of dollars sort of not retrofitting, but literally changing the way farms that we choose to partner with run their farms. (laughs) So we're looking at how they are rotating their crops, how, you know, how they are selecting their seeds. Uh, That's a big one, by the way, to be able to understand that we have a hand in selecting seeds, even our partner farms, even the farms that we pull oils from, we want them to understand what is the best farming practices. And Gary Young is a forerunner of, you know, he made so many strides in the aromatherapy industry. And I have heard other aromatherapists that are big in aromatherapy, meaning they're, you know, old men who've been around for ages speak very highly, even though they didn't like him, right? Jealous much, but they didn't like him. But they understood that this man needed to be given props. 
he was a genius, and they all acknowledge that. Um, it's just he did better them that the, than them in life, I guess. Is you know I don't know why there's so much bitterness there, but there is. So people at the top usually have a lot of jealousy following them. And Gary had some very very strict farming practices that Mary and Jared and everybody at Young Living now they do what he told them. Like he was he was almost to the point of insanity where they were like, you know, we have to kind of budge somewhere and he wouldn't allow it. So I love that fact that we have our hand in the seed selection all the way through to cultivation. You know, how is that? How is that cultivated? Is it sustainable? And what that means is Sorry, but wild crafting, you guys, is not sustainable. Wild crafting is literally pulling from the earth its its own natural resources. When we cultivate an oil or a, a plant, we're actually treating the land right, practicing this rotation of crops, and then being able to have the best soil. Our soil is the best. We don't use any fertilizers. We literally are using specific farming practices that allow us to pull nutrients, micronutrients from very, very deep into the earth up into that topsoil. And we are able to have uh, an essential oil that is grown differently, literally, like the actual plant is grown differently. And so that allows us not only a better um, chance of it being similar each batch, right? It's not going to be the same ever, but it's better at, at being consistent. And that's why so many companies, you guys, have to fractionate their oils and not only fractionate, but they have to augment in some way. That means they have to rectify their oils because they're pulling from all over the place in random spots where it might be on gravel. It might be areas where the um, the bedrock is really shallow. Uh, it might be in places where the soil was depleted. And so many essential oil companies tout that wild crafting is the best. It's not. You know, all, all I can say is it's not because we are actually looking at, okay, where are we in the earth and is the growing habits the same in this part of say the United States as it is in France or, and so what they literally look at the earth and think what can be grown here in its best in, in its absolute best form. And so there's no such thing as Young Living ever trying to grow things on land that it shouldn't be grown on. That's why you, you see very specific crops at specific farms and you won't see other crops there. So it's a really cool thing to understand that the farming practices are so paramount. And I often see like I said, so many companies saying they don't care. They leave the farming up to the farmers. I hear that all the time. Like when I call companies and I'm like, you know, do you guys have any control over the farms? And they are always like, no, we leave it to the farmers. That is not our gig. All we care about is once we get the oil, we test it. Now, many years ago, Gary was at a, a France distillery and he was just kind of getting a tour and trying to see if that was something that they wanted to use. And literally he saw the guys creating drums of essential oil, getting ready to ship over to the United States, to another company, another competitor. Literally, he saw them putting a, a linalool, okay? And linalool is something that sometimes when the crop comes back and the tests come back, from the distillery always tests their crops. And he saw them putting linalool in these batches to even them out, to literally make the gas chromatography, mass spectrometry certi certificate of analysis 
match what lavender should be. And because the crop wasn't great, they actually adultered it without the other company knowing. And he saw them slap a label on there as Lavendula Angustifolia Pure, and they shipped it over to a competitor company, and that's what they got. They got a poor lavender spiked with linalool to make it match. So now when that company gets that oil, they don't know that. All they, all they care about, all other companies care about is, does that report look good? <laughs> and then they'll test it. They'll even third-party test it. And they say, yeah, it, it looks good. So we're going to move forward with this. Thanks so much. We love it. You guys are great. And they sell it to their customers. <laughs> and nobody knows. No, not even the company knows. That is what is so shocking about farming practices. And that is exactly why I love the fact that Young Living has a very heavy hand in all of our farms, even our partner farms, even, you know, literally they have to go through months and months of expensive, extensive training to know how to do all of this correctly. We even, like I said, we'll retrofit and give them better stills. We'll give them better distilleries that will produce a better oil. That's why cone shaped distills are better. So there's a lot that goes into this the extraction, the way that they let a plant sometimes rest, sometimes up for up to a year, the temperatures are so specific, the amount of time is so specific. So all of this to say that I'd rather have a company that is heavy handed in the entire process from seed to it getting into my little hands. <laughs> I hope you would agree with me on this one. So um, I know so many people can argue about this and argue the different points, but man, I will tell you, we have the best oils in the world because we do not skimp. We do not um, take less than. And what I mean by that is even on our own farms, when say a peppermint batch comes back as less than what we like it to look like, meaning on the actual certificate of analysis, we don't dump it. I know there's a whole bunch of people that think that we dump it. We don't. Um, we use it. We li literally use it around the farm. In, and I guess some of it gets dumped, but they use it for, for um, natural pesticides. They use it for cleaning, right? They literally reuse it. It's not something they want to sell therapeutically, but they reuse it. They don't sell it. Did you catch that? They don't resell it to the highest bidder, which most companies would do. I mean, that's millions of dollars worth of product that they could make a profit on, but we don't. And the reason that we don't is because of our ethical practices. And that's important to me. Okay. So I encourage you guys to kind of look into this. I encourage you guys to go to the farms. If you call any company and ask them, can I visit any of your farms? They will say flat out no. And if you call Young Living and ask, can we visit any of your farms? They will say flat out yes. <laughs> okay, so you can you can go and visit any of our farms, even our partner farms. Um, they would probably be able to get you on. I know many of our um, distributors have been on many of our partner farms. Usually it just takes a little bit of corporate saying, like giving you permission. Like if you're near one of our partner farms, you can get on. It's, it's awesome. Like, it's amazing that we have an open door policy. Anyone can go into our own farms, which I love that as well. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Maybe a little bit eye opening to help you understand um, why farming is so important. Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your wellness journey today. You can find all of my books and other resources over at 31oils.com. You can also check out my website that just gives a little bit about everything I do and how you can get involved with me over at Jen 
osullivan.com. And there's actually other resources there for you, like different um, videos and things that you can watch. So I love it. Lots of things for business, lots of things for more education. So I'm just so, so pleased that you've been here hanging in with me, and I hope you've been learning a lot of stuff. Uh, So until next time, I'm Jen O'Sullivan. Know better, do better, be better. This episode is brought to you by the time I was traveling in Malaysia and my Rutavala roll-on leaked all over my luggage. Sorry to those of you at the airport who thought something died in my bags. Yes, Rutavala can be very offensive to some people, but man oh man, that stuff works when you're traveling and need a good night's sleep. Thanks guys, have a blessed day. Bye.